Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey, hey, it's your girl Carla Renata, a.k.a. The Curvy Film Critic. We are here talking about the 91st Annual Academy Awards, a.k.a. The Oscars. Stay tuned you're tuned in to after buzz tv the espn of tv talk now let the buzz hello 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 beautiful people out there at after buzz tv fan land i am your host along with mina wahid amy cassandra anna k thomas and we are here to talk about the 91st annual academy awards otherwise known as the Oscars. We got a lot to say. We're going to talk about the snubs. We're going to talk about the fashion. We're going to talk about the speeches. We got so much to talk about. So much to talk about. But first, we're going to hit these speeches. Which speeches did we like the best? Girl, it was a night for speeches, let me tell you. Uh, Absolutely. How can we not start with Spike Lee? Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. Spike Lee, so we have some excerpts from Spike Lee's speech. Sure do. (laughs) Of course we do. Can we also talk about how he ran up on stage and jumped that big hug? It was beautiful. Samuel L. Jackson. He jumped on him like a little kid. It was hilarious. (laughs) I loved him for that. But, you know, they got a history. Samuel L. Jackson got his first break in a Spike Lee movie, Mm -hmm. so it was so cool Mm -hmm. to watch him be the one to present him with that Oscar. Absolutely. Kind of sad that he didn't win Best Director, but, you know. At least he got something. But he got something. He got something. Finally, so excuse me. In his speech, he says, and I love how he broke this down. He was like, "All right, all right. I want to thank Tanya, Jack, and Satchel, which is his wife and his kids." And then he said, "The word today is irony. The date, the twenty fourth, the month February, which also happens to be the shortest month of the year, which also happens to be Black History Month. The year two thousand nineteen, the year sixteen nineteen. History, history. I loved when he said that. Mm-hmm. And then he said." 1619 to 2019, 400 years our ancestors were stolen from the mother Africa and brought to Jamestown, Virginia, enslaved. Our ancestors worked the land from can't see in the morning to can't see at night. My grandmother, Zimmy Shelton Retha, who lived to be 100 years young, was at Spelman, uh, was a graduate of Spelman College. And even though her mother was a slave, my grandma saved 50 years of Social Security checks to put her first grandchild, she called me Spiky Pua. You know he's never going to live that down. He said on national TV that he was called Spiky Spiky Pua. saying that she used those checks to put him through Morehouse College and NYU grad film school. Let me tell you something. That was the most profound, prolific thing that he said because he broke it all the way down Mm -hmm. from the history of African-Americans to this country to his history going from being the grandchild of somebody who slaved her, who slaved, who saved her social security checks to put him through one of the most historical college, black colleges in the United States to be standing there winning the Oscar. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Huge. What y'all think about that? Well, I thought the, I mean, the excitement, like you said, starting off from when he went up the stage and I think Samuel L. Jackson, like his reaction was kind of our reaction as well. He was like, what? 
I think that's great. And for him to finally be given that honor to get, a, like you said, a competitive Oscar is amazing. And I love that he was just so passionate about it. And you could tell that the rest of the time, you know, that the Oscars were going on, he was like, yeah. I got an Oscar. Yeah, he was like, I got an Oscar. I got an Oscar. Yeah. And you can't have one. And you can't have one. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what he looked like. He was wearing purple. He was yes. honoring his boy Prince, mm-hmm. who also won an Oscar for Purple Rain back in the day. Um, he had the, the Prince peace symbol or the indigenous sim- symbol around his mm-hmm. neck. You know, I, I'm a huge fan of Spike Lee. I've been a fan of Spike Lee like since day one. And I remember being a uh, broadcast journalism major in college at Howard University. And I remember Spike Lee coming to the college talking about filmmaking and talking about his craft and and, and encouraging us that were in the school of C, like we used to call it at Howard University, school of communications, encouraging us to fulfill our dreams. So it was really wonderful for me to watch this brother fulfill his dream of winning Mm -hmm. a competitive Oscar. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It was absolutely wonderful. The other speech that we said that we really enjoyed was one by... Um, Olivia Coleman. I love yes. this. What, what a surprise, too, because she was up in a, it was a tough category, okay? Mm-hmm. Yalitza was, you know, up for Roma. Glenn Close, who we thought was going to win yeah. for The Wife. Olivia Coleman, obviously. Lady Gaga, A Star is Born. She was sort of favorited to win early on in award yep. season, mm-hmm. but... You know, we saw in SAG, we saw at the Globes that she just wasn't winning that category. Melissa <coughs> McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? And so it was a real nice treat to see Olivia Coleman go up there. She's such a dynamic person and such a dynamic personality. Mm-hmm. She was making all these jokes. She was flustered with the prompter, yeah. flustered when they were counting down her for time. And I just thought, what a beautiful moment for her to finally have her mm-hmm. moment in the sun. She know? was funny. She was I, really yeah. funny. I think, she, I think she handled everything perfectly. I mean, we... Uh, she was not the favorite. It was uh, Glenn Close who was going oh, to be nice the favorite. So for her... <laughs> so, no pun intended. I see you, Mina. But I feel like, you know, it was nice for her to kind of pay her respects to Glenn Close and say, you know what, um, this is crazy. This is probably the only Oscar I'm ever going to get, so I'm going to soak this up. And this is for you, Glenn Close. You know, I've admired you since I was younger. I thought it was just nice and empowering to have someone, um, you know, give a speech about it, but also say, wow, you're the person I really looked up to, and I'm here winning a speech when it it could have been you, it should have been you, and she was just so gracious about it, and I loved how she was, I loved her humility, I loved how she was also talking about her kids watching her or not watching her, (laughs) it was funny, it was really cute. And I love how she said to all the little girls out there watching the telly, you never know. Yeah. I love that she said that. Mm -hmm. I always love when someone wins, and then they take that moment to reach out, because you always know somebody is watching you. We were talking about this during the Oscar show when we were watching Mm -hmm. it, the watch-along. I was saying that, you know, you never know who's watching you. You think people aren't watching, you think they're not paying attention, but there's always somebody watching and somebody paying attention. And when people like Olivia Coleman take the that moment, that huge moment in their lives, that's such an exciting out of your body kind of mm-hmm. moment to reach out and, and um, communicate to someone that they know is watching them that they don't know. I think that's everything. Mm-hmm. I love when they do that. Another speech that we loved and talked about was Rami Malek, who won yes. for best actor. And yes. I know our girl Mina has a lot to say about him. Yes, I girl. Know Break it down. He's important to you personally. I mean, I mentioned this already uh, at the, for the live show for all of you who tuned in, but I think it's so important to have diversity <laughs> in film, and it's so important to see people who 
don't look like us or who do look like us so that we can have empathy for all sorts of different characters so that we're not just pigeonholing one race in one role. So oftentimes we see people of Middle Eastern descent descent in roles where they are the terrorist or they are the mass shooter or um, they're the person at the grocery store working and Mm -hmm. they're the butcher or, you know, what about all of the other roles? It's so refreshing to see someone like who is of Egyptian descent, who speaks Arabic, who's first-generation American, playing a leading role in a huge multi-million dollar movie that has reached so many people. How often do we have something like that? I can't think of one Arab actor off the top of my head who has done this here in America, and it's so rewarding to see that. It's so rewarding when you finally see someone on screen who reminds you of home, where you're (laughs) like, yes, uh, this guy has made it, this is so great for my people, and it's like that when I see other people of color on screen, too. It's like, yes, like we should all support each other. And this is the year of the woman, but it's also the year of people of color in general. And I love that. I think that's so important. Yeah. This is one of the reasons why I was rooting most of the night for Black Panther. Like, any time Black Panther came out, I was like, Black Panther! But this is the reason. <laughs> you hit it hard. I, did. I, I, was, I was rooting hard for Black Panther. But let me tell you why. I think, and Spider-Man, too. I yes. think it's so important that we are reflected on the screen and that you see yourself Mm -hmm. on the screen. When you see somebody that looks like you, it makes a world of difference. If Growing up, if I had seen one person that looked like me that was an astronaut or a physicist or anything like that, that probably would have been it. I probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to y'all. But I didn't see anybody that looked like me that was doing that. So I think it's so important. You know, I remember watching, um, they did a whole run of, promos leading up to the premiere of Black Panther and they did a whole week where there was somebody different on every week at Good Morning America right and there was this one day where they had this little kids dressed up as Black Panther and there was this little girl dressed as Black Panther a little girl now not a little boy but a little girl dressed as Black Panther not as Shuri not as the 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 captain but as Black Panther and she had a little folded up heart and she walked up to chat with Bozeman and gave it to him and I think Robin Roberts asked her why do you like Black Panther so much? What was it about this movie that you liked? And I swear this made me cry. That is going to make me cry now. That little girl, mm -hmm, that little girl looked up with her little big puppy dog eyes and she said, because I saw somebody that looked like me. If a little child is looking at a major motion picture like Black Panther, yearning and craving for someone to look like her, then that means it's important and we need to do more of it. So that's my speech for the night. <laughs> um, but Hell, it, you've been killing it all night with your speeches. I know, you I'm that been, chick. Yeah. I'm so that chick. I'm that girl. <laughs> um, another speech that we said that we really, really loved mm-hmm. was Alfonso Cuaron, which mm-hmm. was a big upset of the night yeah. because everybody was expecting Spike Lee to walk away with it. But people in the industry were kind of saying, you know, that it's probably going to be Alfonso Cuaron for, for Roma. And I know, Amy, you had some very particular things mm-hmm. to say about yeah. that. Yeah, well, I think, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that on social media, not again to get too political, but on social media I did see like a mashup compilation weird kind of edit thing of President Trump saying that Mexicans just bring bad things to the country. And... Uh, someone else intercut footage of, and the Oscar goes to Ale- Alejandro Iñárritu and Cuaron and Del Toro. And it's like, no, hi. <laughs> you know, kind of like the same idea that you can't just 
pigeonhole us. You can't just stereotype a whole race saying that we do bad things. Like, enough is enough. I feel like we've really, you know, touched on that. And I think that Hollywood is really touching on that now. And so for us to see Cuaron go up there and, well, first of all, just to get you know, an Oscar again um, is amazing, and I think that for and Latinos, introduced by one of your besties, right? Exactly. Del Toro. Yeah, we just need Iñárritu up there, and then it's like a whole <laughs> right? like fun they call, little. You know, they call them the three amigos. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, and and not even just that, but the fact that he spoke Spanish at the end. Um, yesterday at the Spirit Awards, Yelitza Aparicio spoke Spanish for a bit, um, and and you know, of course, they had the subtitles there, but to see. People that look like you or people that are different. I mean, Yalitza being there, I know that there's been a lot of criticism because of her being there. People just don't think that, you know, she's an actress. So it's like, mm, I don't, why? Look, she did but her thing in that movie. And it did well. She did it so, and exactly, did it well. Exactly, exactly. And just, I don't know, I think there's something about speaking your native tongue that it's like, oh, there's someone on the Oscars, <laughs> speaking Spanish. But that makes what? a difference, right? Yeah. That yes. makes a difference because somebody that speaks Spanish is going to go, oh, mm-hmm. I can achieve this too. I can be an Academy Award winning <laughs> director. I can be a, an Academy Award winning cinematographer. I can be an Academy Award winner sound mixer, sound editor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's not yeah. just the people who are acting that you see representing exactly. you. Well, and the thing is, that just even having the little thought of like, hmm, well, maybe. Like, that is so much. Because people just don't even, they just cut themselves off mm-hmm. when they're growing up. And, like, people say, well, no. Like, why would you do that? Well, but maybe. Yeah, maybe. And exactly. then you go for Plan it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe. All right. So, we hit those speeches. And Ooh. now we're going to hit the red carpet. Yes. We're yes. talking about the fashion. So, the guys that we decided, us ladies up here, decided that were killing it on the red carpet were Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman, Stefan James, and Spike oh. Lee. Okay, Stefan James had the most gorgeous velvet suit on. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Says He's it from with some swagger. She was like, velvet suit so, on. <laughs> it's so good. And he, of course, like you guys know him from um, If Beale Street Could Talk. He and was I also think- on Homecoming with Julia Roberts ah, on Amazon yeah. Prime TV. He got nominated for an Emmy for that as well. Ah, see, mm-hmm. so I just, yeah, I feel like people didn't give, en- give him enough love. So definitely, yes. Um, and then moving on to the ladies. Moving on to the ladies, we right. have Regina King, yeah. Lady Gaga, Julia Roberts, Constance Wu, and Kiki Lane. So yeah. a few things about the ladies. Regina King had an Oscar de la Renta gown. <laughs> Beautiful, wide. Oh, it was gorgeous. Oh. I love how she that. She can do no wrong anyway. I True, know, but I love how so it had fabulous. that little wave action happening right at the hip yeah. bone over her leg. That was fabulous. She was um, fierce, fierce. I love the fierce. silhouette of how it's like just perfectly cinched at the waist and how it really shows off her. Well, you figure. know, for this type of thing, I mean, they do fittings, mm-hmm. they do tailorings. This for was months. probably conceived of <laughs> oh. four to five months ago, actually, yeah. especially as she was winning at Globes, winning mm-hmm. at BAFTA. Really? Okay. So they, they really yeah. hone in and say, okay, girl, you're probably going to win. Like, mm-hmm. what do you want to? This this picture's gonna live on forever. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Every gown she wore throughout the whole award oh, season, her award was season perfection. was perfection. Perfection the whole time. Absolutely. Yeah. Some people were saying that she channeled Oprah. Um, I think it was was it last year, the year before that, the Golden Globes. You know how Oprah wore the white dress. It was like super regal. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, 
She's having her moment. You know, I'm just sorry, but Regina King can do no wrong. She can do no wrong with her acting. She can do no wrong with her fashion Uh sensibility. She's just the most fabulous thing in the world to me. It's been a very good award season for Regina King. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I told told y'all when we were watching Mm -hmm. that um, I met her at the... Yeah, I met her at the Toronto International Film Festival when they screened if Beale Street could talk at the premiere. Yeah. And I went to the party afterwards and I sat down, I talked, I chatted with her for a good 15, 20 minutes. I was like, girl, look, you about to win that Oscar. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> and she was like, no, no, don't say, I'm like, no, I'm telling you, I have been watching the Oscars since I was eight, nine years old. I call it every year. I'm hardly ever, ever wrong. And I'm so glad I wasn't yeah, wrong tonight. Well deserved for her yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah. So one of the most eccentric original oh artistic things that we saw <laughs> in terms of fashion this evening was to my homeboy Billy Porter okay. who is one of the stars of FX's Pose mm-hmm. he had on a tuxedo dress and I know yeah. you all have some very strong opinions about that yeah, so it, it was by Christian Siriano um, I, that makes sense yeah, yeah. right yeah. It's, it's I love different. Christian Siriano I liked it. I thought it was a little bit of like, you know, like business on top, party at the bottom. So, yeah, I was here for it. I'm okay with it. See? I mean, but let's talk about the confidence you have to oh have God, to carry so something ridiculous. like this. I cannot. I Let me tell you something. If right anybody now. was going to pull this off, it was going to be <laughs> Billy Porter. Porter. I mean, have you seen the things that Billy Porter wears on the red carpet? <laughs> he wears the most outlandish, original, crazy okay. things. But it's like you said. Why not? Confidence. Got your shot. Exactly. Confidence. This is literally someone I want to be best friends with because this is so absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but you have to have some serious confidence and not care what anyone thinks. But if there was ever a stage for it, it's the Oscars. Exactly. Exactly. And he's so that person. He doesn't care what anybody thinks. Oh, yeah. And FYI, he did the fashion commentary for ABC7 today for the Oscars. So that was major. major. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. You know, I saw him interview um, Congressman John Lewis and he was, you could see on Billy's face, he was so excited but overcome with joy all at the same time. This is an iconic moment for him. Um, Billy won the Tony for Kinky Boots on Broadway. Oh, and wow. he's been in a multitude of Broadway shows. Some of them. I saw I, him in that original and it was it just was great. fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's a really wonderfully gifted performer. He's a wonderfully gifted director. He's a writer too. So to see him jumping into this whole other lane of red carpets and fashion is just great. So great. I love it. Okay, so we all know who won. We mm-hmm. all know who our favorites were to win and who and what disappointments that we had. But we also want to talk about the snubs of the evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Surprise, so let's start surprise. with Green Book. Whoa, that silence was... <laughs> wow. It was palpable, wasn't yes. it? <laughs> well, I mean, it got snubbed in some ways. My guy, Vigo Mortensen, did not get much love at all this award season, and I thought yeah. he really carried that film. Obviously, Mahershala Ali won uh, mm-hmm. for Best Supporting, which mm-hmm. we're very excited about. Um, but Green Book came out of nowhere and won Best, Best Picture. Picture. Could not believe it. I'm personally thrilled because, I, like I said, I do think that it did not get the attention and mm-hmm. the recognition it deserved throughout the season. But up against Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice, it, doesn't mm-hmm. hold it up. pulled ahead. It doesn't hold up. I, it does not hold up. I gotta disagree with you, and I love you, Mina, so you much. Know, <laughs> you know that I love this story, too. I know, you know which is why I'm surprised. It. You know that I love Viggo Mortensen in this role. You know that I love Mahershala Ali in this role. You know that I even thought the screenplay was 
was great. It's I just, know. It's just that I feel like compared to the other films, like why are we having a white male protagonist who is learning to unlearn all the racist notions he grew up with because he's a lovable character and we see him defending this man. I just don't feel like we need this movie right now. I feel like there were so many other picks that I would have rather had win Best Picture and it just devastated me. As much as I liked it, it devastated me. I just feel like, no. I'm... Um, sorry, we are in the chat, so please uh, keep your comments coming. You guys are doing a great job. Um, Yash Sr... Uh, I'm going to try my best. Yes. Yash Srivastava. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> Work, Book, Nina. Yeah. <laughs> Green Book was a great straightforward movie. So, you know, I, I I know that there are people out there that predicted that Green Book would win. I would love to hear from those yeah. people. They also yeah, said that they up. thought that Vigo elevated the material and as a movie it worked. And I totally agree with that. And they said, same with Mahershala Ali. Totally agree with that, but it's just like, come on. I think we, we need so movies like this every day, all day, every award season. <coughs> I don't think you can get enough of movies like this. It's about bringing people together. It's about people from different worlds. It's more than just black and white. <coughs> I think that you were talking in our in our watch along about the timing and how this felt very like 1990s. 1993? Um, 1993 is to be exact. <laughs> but, um, girl Carla <laughs> over there, she's so choked up over it's, it's Nina's comments. <laughs> Happens. Um, but I do think that this is a time where, okay, I hear what you're saying. Year of the woman, year yes. of diversity, I hear you. Mm-hmm. But the film in and of itself is diverse. Yes. Because we're talking about, even Vigo's character is not straightforward. He's nuanced. He's from Brooklyn. Yes. He's, his family dynamic is nuanced. And so I do think that it was a showing of a different type of white male protagonist I do. It's about having, in, in a lot of ways, it just feels like, oh, we're elevating a white ally here. And we're we're praising someone for being an ally. I, just, I didn't like the white savior complex. I hear you, but we, everyone needs allies, and we, we all do, have to we be do, each other's but allies. Why are we praising? Why are we having the protagonist be him instead of Mahershala well, Ali? Well, Mahershala Ali was also an ally. See, and that's what I love. Am I because wrong? Am I wrong? no, he wasn't I'm an ally. I disagree with that. I don't think. Okay, he's an ally. yeah. So I'm saying yeah. Carla's back, people. Carla's back. I'm back. Sorry, I got a little bit clamped for a moment. Um, that needed to happen. First it to it needed to happen. But this is the thing. During the award season, a lot of people, a lot of critics that I know in particular, called this film the driving Miss Daisy yeah. of the season yeah. for all the reasons that mean a name. Sure. I have conflicting feelings about the film myself, but at the end of the day, I'm glad the film was made because it brought to my attention Dr. Shirley. Up until Green Book, I had never heard of Dr. Shirley. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know what his contribution, excuse me, to history in terms of music was. And so now, because of the film Green Book, I now know who he is. So for that, I'm eternally grateful. I'm not necessarily happy about the way his story played out on screen. I felt like it was very heavy-handed toward... um, Viggo Mortensen's character? Yes, Mm -hmm. but that's not surprising considering the fact that uh, Nick Vallelonga, Tony Vallelonga's son, wrote wrote part Mm -hmm. of the screenplay, Mm -hmm. so I'm not surprised by that. But, you know, we we, we could talk about Green Book all night long. I do want to note, too, the last thing I do want to say is Octavia Spencer produced this, and we all thought that was awesome. And I do want to say, too, that I do think it was nice having her in the mix because, obviously, I think she helped with, like, softening the lens a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been a different movie without her participation. Definitely. Okay, all right. So we also... we we, we Oh, we also have um, something in here about Olivia Coleman being snubbed. 
Maybe no, wasn't no, it? No, I that, think it was the it, which we talked about earlier. I think it was that she she won. The, and well, that she won. Yeah, and we she didn't had been snubbed at other award ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's I what it was. was like, to, I think that led to us thinking that she wasn't going to win, and we talked about it with her acceptance speech. I mean, just to beat out Glenn Close, mm-hmm. who was the clear favorite. Yeah. I think Gaga was the cultural favorite, but yeah. in the critic circle, in the you know esteemed mm-hmm. film community, it was always going to be Glenn Close. I think yeah, I, we were all surprised. Yeah, we were. We so, were all surprised. We were surprised about a lot of things. We were also surprised about mm-hmm. the Black Panther score winning over the Beale Street Sweet. score. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I just knew my boy Nicholas Bertel was going to bring home the gold. You were he had so won confident. It. Oh, because he'd won everything else. He'd won everything, everything else. else. Yeah. Everything else. So I was, except for um, the last awards, which Ludwig won for Black Panther. And when Ludwig won, I was like, the oh, oh there's a wrench in the, yeah. there's a wrench in the, the mix right now. What's <laughs> happening? So when he won tonight, it's good. But this is the thing. Whether it was Bill Street or whether it was Black Klansman, it still, it was like you were saying, Anna Kay, it still represents the fact that no matter where you come from, no matter what your ethnicity is, everybody comes together for the greater good of the art. Mm -hmm. So in that respect, it was good to see that. Definitely. Vice. Yeah, we got to talk about this. Vice got completely shut out. So Vice was the one that I thought was going to win Best Picture since nothing else was winning. (laughs) I was like, yeah, okay. It's going to happen. Or Adam McKay for director or something. Well, or even um, Christian Christian Bale. Bale, Sam Rockwell. They did such a good job. But yeah. I mean, it for sure didn't win anything. Well, we thought Christian I thought Bale it was going to. I didn't what think I, it would win yeah, for film yeah. editing. I thought it was going to get it. <clears> but Christian yeah. Bale had won best supporting at best, the Globes. He 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 won. Sorry, sorry, best actor. At the yeah, he'd won a couple of times throughout the yeah. the season. But then Rami kind of just picked mm-hmm. up steam. He was like yeah. the little engine that could, Good. honey. And yeah. He came and he crossed the finish line. I'm like, well, all right then. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah. but Vice, yeah. Amy Adams, she was nominated all throughout award season. Mm-hmm. Got nothing. I don't think she was snubbed at all. Though. Her performance was definitely not as strong as the rest of us. Fair those. enough, but and no, she's no, great. Yeah. Like she was in Arrival a couple years ago. She's going to be fine. No one gave her, her love for that one. Is, yeah, yeah. Her performance. You know, she's a very strong actor. I have a love hate relationship gets, with Amy. She gets Adams. cast in these roles all the time. She gets cast in really great Oscar worthy roles. What's your hate part? I, I don't. I have a hate love relationship with her because I I think she is an exemplary actress. I think she's really wonderful, but I oftentimes feel like the projects that she's attached to don't necessarily lend themselves to highlighting her acting in a positive mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. which is why she always, because there's a likability thing with her. So I think because of the likability thing, she always gets a nomination. She always is in the room where it happens, so to speak, right? But she never gets home, she never gets to take home that statue. And I think it's because there's that thing, there's that that um, disconnect between the material that she's given to act with and in and her personally as an actress and as a person. It's just the disconnect there. For me personally, mm-hmm. it's not that for everybody. Yeah, well, see, I remember her back in Doubt. I think <clears throat> oh, Doubt fantastic. was one. Yes. And I feel like that, her role there was so intense, so she dramatic. She was good in Doubt. Yeah, she and I was. feel like maybe right now she's just <laughs> choosing things that make her happy. So mm-hmm. challenge her in different ways. So whether or not that ends up being an Oscar-worthy performance or not, that's just what she wants to do right now. Yeah. Yes, American uh, Hustle was also pretty good for I like her, that too. One. Yeah. She won a Golden Globe for that. And then all her in American she Hustle. She still won an award. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and also the Disney movie where she 
Enchanted. Yes. I think Enchanted I is the thing that put her on the map. Yeah. And I think, you know, because of Enchanted, the doors kind of parted like this. Yeah. But I like her. I just feel like the material. I just feel like yeah. there's a disconnect right. with her sometimes. Rooting for her. Also, it's all good. Oh, by see- the way, Roxy Stryer, uh, fellow after buzzer, by the way. Shout hey, out to hey, Roxy. Hey, Roxy. <laughs> so, hey, girl. She's joining us in the chat. She says, I think Rami deserved it over Christian, mm-hmm. but I thought Bill would win. That's really interesting. Yeah. 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 So aside from uh, Regina, Bill got shut out as well. Yeah, yes. it did. That one hurt. That was the biggest snub of all time. That I, hurt my feelings. That's what I wanted to win Best Picture. I wanted Beale Street to be nominated for Best Picture. I thought the it was fact so that it wasn't. fantastic. Yeah. But, and I, I kind of wanted to see Barry than... Jenkins walk home with something. So good. You know? yeah. I really did. I really did. Because I felt like, man, he but won. But was for... it Moonlight? Cause, like, really? <clears throat> was Beale Moonlight Let level? me tell you. Yeah, in my opinion, it was. In my opinion, I it was beautiful. I, in my opinion, I was like, if you're gonna win an Oscar and follow it up with another major motion picture, it would be this. If Bill Street could talk, was it? And okay. it's the first adaptation of a James Baldwin novel. And James Baldwin is one of the most polarizing authors that we have in American history—not African American history, but American mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. His work is very polarizing, and you either get it or you don't. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Barry Jenkins took an author that's that polarizing and brought that to the silver screen and made it work the way that it did is the way it was beautifully filmed and the way it showed black love between a man and a woman between the family members i just oh it it shows so much too it wasn't just it it didn't going back to the whole thing that amy and i were talking about about not stereotyping a certain group of people it showed different socioeconomic statuses within that race of being african-american you had you know the elites. <laughs> you had the ones the working class. You, yes. you had you know the mom who's going to fight for her, her, not even her own child, but her son-in-law, and go to great lengths, go to Puerto Rico to fight for this man. I mean that scene, Everything. that scene in that alley with her and the woman that was accusing oh. him. Mm-hmm. That scene, that scene Regina. right there is what won Regina King that Oscar. Yeah. That one scene, and I was surprised they didn't show that scene uh, in the Oscars. They showed a different scene because it's long. Yeah. That scene is very long. And it takes a minute, and it's not all into, about her, and it takes a minute to get yeah, into it. Yeah. So they show stuff where it's more, uh, where you can get a gist of her real quick. Yeah. Seconds, yeah. So the upsets of the night. Here we go. Here we go. Boy Erased. I was really upset that Boy Erased through the whole entire season got no love. Lucas Hedges was wonderful in that so movie. Ju- Ro- not Julia Roberts. Um, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman was wonderful mm-hmm. in that movie. His father. Um, Russell Crowe. Be- Russell Crowe. Peter yeah. Hedges, I'm like, come on now, y'all. I just, the whole I film. Was really... I mean, it was an early favorite when it was coming out in yeah. the film festival circuit. It mm-hmm. was an early favorite. People, especially Lucas, riding the wave of uh, Manchester by the Sea, yes. obviously. And he's been doing a lot of very coming-of-age stories mm-hmm. and teen films, too. And everyone thought it was going to be an early, early favorite. And it did not even it didn't make a peak spark in I, this award season. I interviewed the mom and the young man that the film is based upon uh-huh. early on in the season, and I love the fact that he took this personal story, personal story, wrote it into a book, and then they picked it up and adapted it into a film. Do you know how much courage it takes Absolutely. to put your life out there like that in a book? And they still live in that town. And we saw that with Beautiful Boy, too. I don't know if you guys saw that. I saw that, too. Um, and that was also based on a real yeah. story of a father and son going dealing with drug addiction. And um, it got some love at the Globes. Mm-hmm. Timothy Chalamet was nominated. Um, Steve Carell wasn't. Um, but definitely did not make a peep. See, yeah. and that's everyone, everyone's like, saying that he got snubbed. Why do they always 
Scott Snow. Why do they always diss Steve Carell? But that's a that's well, another conversation for another show. He's great. He's not great in that movie, but Timothy Chalamet's performance was gripping. It was fantastic. And the other one that got snubbed, the hate you give Russell Hornsby with that opening monologue on the lawn with those kids telling them what to do if they get pulled over by the police. Come on now. <laughs> Oh, See, oh, Russell, I was so mad that Russell Hornsby got no love across the board. The African American Film Critics Association, which I'm a member, we gave him some love. But other than that, I'm just like, wow, Russell Hornsby is a beast. And I and I hope that he gets some other films where, where he can be acknowledged. I feel like he should have been acknowledged for this. Mm-hmm. And Amanda Stenberg, come on, somebody that young pulling that type of performance off. Yep, she'll have other opportunities for sure. Sorry to bother you guys, but what did you think of Sorry to Bother? (laughs) I know. I had to do it. It was so good, though. Like, it was, like I said, like, with all these other films coming out, there was so much social commentary there and, you know, social commentary when it came to capitalism and acting white and what it means to be a black man in America trying to raise to the ranks of where you want to be without distancing yourself from your people and still being successful, like, what success Mm -hmm. means. That was such a brilliant movie, and it was so freaking funny. Like, it was hilarious. I think the problem here was that it was in the same Mm. year as Black Klansman. Yeah. I just don't think there was room at the table, sad to Mm -hmm. say, but I just don't think there was room at the Oscars table for two films sort of coming at things. Mm -hmm. It was the same sort of lens. And I think had Sorry to Bother You come out in 2000. And seventeen, or come out in two thousand and twenty twenty, it would have been a different story. But yeah. to come out in with Black Panther and Black Klansman, I just don't think it had the umph to to make it to make its way through. I agree. Yeah. I totally That's agree. That's so with frustrating that. though, because I felt that was a huge. It snub. happens all the time. I feel like though, that movie's coming out the wrong time. That should have been nominated for best they original screenplay. Yeah. like that was so creative. I totally agree I with that. And mm-hmm. you know, speaking, of, we've been talking about the feature films that got snubbed, but one of the most beloved documentaries oh, that got snubbed uh, was uh, be my, my neighbor. neighbor. Oh my god, I, the Mr. Rogers that. one. And I know everyone watching can relate. Yes. Everyone has a memory of Mr. Rogers. I mean, he was well, like. My childhood, my well, whole here's being. The thing. So I didn't grow up with Mr. Rogers. Oh. I was born. Shoot. No, oh. Rugrats uh, was my jam. <laughs> Barney, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I grew up in Texas, and then I moved to Mexico for four years. We didn't have Mr. Rogers mm-hmm. over there, and so I didn't find out about him until this movie. Oh, really? So, oh, so I didn't on know. It then. That's so, a really interesting point of view. Well, that so is I was like, oh, he sounds cool. He <laughs> sounds like a great guy. And then I saw it and I was bawling my eyes out because I'm like, this is what we need. Like, this mm-hmm. is what I'm all about. Let's be nice to each other. Like, stop all this hate. And and Timeless. I love kids. Yes. And the fact that he was talking to these kids like people, people. and not talking down to them, I think that that's, that's what's so important too about the Oscars is that when we get upset because a movie is snubbed or forgotten or they they just don't get enough love, it's because some people don't know about these movies until they get nominated. I know. Or until people are like, well, what the heck? They got snubbed. And one other thing yeah. to point out about Mr. Rogers is he single-handedly stopped the government from getting rid of PBS. He yeah. went in front of Congress and testified and was like, look, mm-hmm. this is why PBS is important. Yep. This is why it should stay here. So... You know, big ups to Mr. Rogers for keeping PBS on because if PBS wasn't on, we wouldn't have Sesame Street. We wouldn't mm-hmm. have Muppets. We wouldn't have a lot of things that, mm-hmm. as a child, I got to see and enjoy Electric Company, you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, and enjoy Zoom, 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 and uh-huh. all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And it's exactly what we were talking about. We've all talked about it at some point tonight about how 
this is exactly the type of th- stuff that we need right now about bringing yeah. people together, about yes. showing diversity, about being champions. He was a religious man. And that show like had little moments in there, but you have this white, religious male figure who completely broke down barriers. Mm-hmm. He had a black mailman on that was not that was gay. That was gay. The whole that was, scene hadn't with been the seen water. Before. The scene with the, yes. feet, with the, in the feet in the water. Yes. At that point, that was so beautiful. African American people and white people in this country were not swimming in the same swimming pools. So to be able to break that down and teach our young kids those lessons, mm-hmm. I just I do think it was a disservice that this wasn't. Yeah. That was major. That yeah. was major. So the to importance move on. of allies. Green book. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> To move on to something a little lighter that we all lost our minds about when we saw was the performance of the national television debut of Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper performing Shallow from A Star Is Born. We lost our minds. From the beginning, when we saw them walk up together, we were like, oh. We were like, oh, they walking up. I died. I came back to life. I think I died three times. I mean, guys, you really do need to watch our watch watch along. Watch along. Watch along to see that moment. I think we all just lost it. We lost it. It was hilarious. Well, to spill some tea, there's been some drama in the Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper world. Uh, Lady Gaga just got. Um, broke, uh, up her engagement. broke up her engagement. Yeah. So that's over. Why? Bradley Cooper. Because of Bradley. No, I just want to know. <laughs> well, Bradley Cooper is with Irina Shank, the Victoria's Secret model, gorgeous. They have a 23 month old child. There's rumors that there's been trouble in paradise. We're not really sure. You he, think? He didn't bring her all around award season, but she was there tonight, very supportive. Right there. Sat so- right in the middle hmm? of Bradley But he Gaga. did not hug her. He on did not camera, hug her when on he camera, won. we're not sure. We're not sure. However, this performance, when you watched it, you have to wonder what is she boom, boom. thinking. Boom, boom. Because because it, he's gonna be palpable. sleeping on the sofa tonight if he get home to sleep home on the uh. sofa. Oop, and now moving on to the next category. <laughs> and segue. So we had no host, which was a big deal because we had Kevin Hart and then he and then he bounced out of it and all that. So now we had no host, so it was up to the presenters to kind of keep the show moving. And some of the people that we thought were the tops of the tops was when Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, and Maya Rudolph yes. came out. Yes. Even though I was not loving on Maya Rudolph's dress. <laughs> it was like, I'm not sure what that was. She doesn't typically okay have the it. best style, I wouldn't say, but... Uh- I, I just, thought she looked appropriate. Yeah, she looked yeah. fine. She's a comedian. It was not a home not run. A fashion icon. Yeah, it wasn't a home run, but she looked fine. I was just, I was it's better than being attention. on the, best, the worst dress list. Well, who knows if she is or isn't? We don't know. She's on <laughs> Carla's. That's all we know. She's on mine. I, I, was, I was just focusing on what she was but saying. But Billy Porter isn't. <laughs> No, it's completely different. But uh, yeah, I just I loved all three women together. We've seen Strong Tina Fey and Amy yep. Poehler together, but never all three of them. And yeah. I was like, yes, we need more. Of this I love moment. Tina Fey. And how smart of the Oscars, right? You lost your host. Big controversy. Great idea mm-hmm. to have these comedians sprinkled in throughout the award show. I thought yeah. it was a nice way to yes. sort of cover. They did, and it was smart. It wasn't too heavy handed. Mm-hmm. And I thought, as an organization, it was a very very smart choice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And next up, we we <laughs> so. You were talking about James Bond and Charlize Theron, so mm-hmm. I want I want you to talk about that because I thought that was hilarious. Oh, I was saying, okay, who was the one who was saying Charlize Theron should be a Bond girl? I was like, oh, maybe I just yeah. had the idea, and I was like, no, she should be James Bond. Bond. Yeah. She should be Bond because she was presenting with Daniel Craig. And he could be yeah. a Bond boy. <laughs> I just feel like she's so like. She has this very dominant and beautiful presence. Yeah, she debuted some nice. You can't help but take your eyes. You can't take your eyes off her tonight. She debuted a a short chop 
uh, asymmetrical she bob. Fierce. fierce. Yeah. She looked like the evil stepmom from Cinderella. She okay. looked so good. <laughs> no, no, but like in, in a, a good, good way. way. In a good way. In a good way. <laughs> she looked hot. It's all good. It's all good. And then, There's and no then. man living with a pulse in America who would not look at Charlize Theron, blonde, brunette, in a potato sack Gorgeous. and no. say, yeah. I saw her yeah, yeah. Yeah. once and I was just like, oh my God, I can't handle this oh, level no. of gorgeousness. But I think we can all agree that when Julia Roberts came out to present Ooh. that last award, her in that hot fuchsia pink outfit mm-hmm. was everything. everything. Interesting choice for a closing, but I mean, she's a bona fide actress in her own right, yeah. and again, has comedic chops, so I thought it was a smart, nice way she presented Best Picture, mm-hmm. and then she actually closed out the show, too. Yeah. That was yeah. nice. Yeah. I was really surprised at how easily everything flowed. It didn't feel like, dang it, you know what, guys? Nah, we should have had an Oscars host. It was like, no, maybe, maybe just never do this, this again. Era. Yeah, it, like, it went really well. Yeah, but we still having, clocked in. At we still clocked in at three minutes. hours and some change. So you know, like, but it didn't how? feel that long. At least not for me. It could have been that we were doing the watch along. It could have been the fact that we didn't have an actual host host. But I loved it. It just felt so fast. And the fact that I, I mean, I know a lot of us were super excited for Shallow. It's just like, <gasps> is it gonna happen? When is it gonna happen? Oh my yeah. god! Oh my god! So by the time I got there, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. And Let's we had more the comedians there too. Melissa McCarthy mm-hmm. in her. They did. Um, who was she with? Um, she was with Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah. Brian Tyree Henry. And all the, the and costumes. they did like a, a collage of all of the costumes. I thought that was really mm-hmm. well played, really well, well done. She and again, came out there with Autumn Cats on the thing. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> the is rabbit just trying to open the, ra- up. the rabbit, the, the rabbit puppet. puppet. I'm like, that I was cannot. interesting. That was. Um, that yeah. was funny so as I thought hell it was to me. Good, I thought they all did a really good job given yeah. what they had. And, you know, no one, I guess, wanted to step up and take the job. And I thought the no, network, okay. the presenters, the crowd the, in the room, I thought they all did a really good job of making it work with what they had. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they're professionals, so they kind of exactly. know. Absolutely. So I think that does it for us. And do you guys have any final thoughts about the Oscars overall? Overall... <sighs> Very well organized without a host, surprisingly. It just went so swimmingly well. Um, Still not a huge fan about the Best Picture win. But other than that, I thought the speeches were really great this year. Um, This was also the first year that we didn't see any crazy flops or mess-ups or John Travolta Mm. messing up Adina Menzel's name. Like, nothing crazy like that. Just everything just seemed to go very smoothly. Uh, not a lot of political talk, just a little bit here and there, which I liked. Refreshing. Um, it was just, yeah, it was cool. Uh, no, like, annoying jokes that were like, oh, ha, 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 this is a Hollywood joke and everyone's gonna laugh, but it's not funny. There, Everything was good. <laughs> I thought it was overall a really great Oscars mm-hmm. and I was so excited to watch with you guys especially. Yeah. What about you guys? Yeah. Well, before we keep going, I did want to say you guys have made it this far. Thank you so much for watching. If you're still, you know, watching, thank you. Um, <laughs> do please subscribe to our channel. Yes. Um, you know, we really appreciate getting to talk TV and movies and everything with you guys. So just go ahead and hit that subscribe button, give this video a like. And if you're listening to us, just listening to us, hello. Um, thank you so much for doing so. Make sure to give us five stars. Make sure that, you know, leave some comments, chat with us. Just because, you know, we're technically done talking about the Oscars doesn't mean we can, well, you know, the conversation, the conversation ends. Conversation's exactly. over, right? Absolutely. Uh, with that being said, yes, everything to what you guys said, I just love that it was so uh, different. I mean, yes, there were some things that were like, okay, cool, there's going to be some upsets. We're not going to agree on everything, but the fact that it was just like, yeah, Black Panther won. Yes, <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse won. Like, that was so cool, and being so excited for the people that you were rooting for and actually having a chunk of them win. I mm-hmm. think that's just, I don't know, I feel like sometimes we get 
and maybe other people too that they're like whatever Oscars I don't know they're just not gonna pick the people that I want whatever <laughs> and all the stink the faces system. in the audience yeah exactly the stone stink face yeah. exactly so yeah I love that part too I think it was a fantastic night for film I think it was a fantastic night for diversity mm-hmm. it was a night for unsung heroes I love that Olivia Coleman pulled this off and went home with the statue Remy Malek as we talked about Spike Lee finally as we talked about so I think yeah. what a you know I know it's the year of the woman I know it's the year of diversity but I think this award show I hope showed people about how important it is to come together and be united mm-hmm. with that being said I still think my favorite favorite moments were the performances I loved Queen opening the show especially in lieu of having a host and Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper mm-hmm. he's not a singer and he trained for this and to perform in front of your peers on this type of stage I thought was fantastic Gaga knocked it out of the park she is a force <laughs> to be reckoned with I said it in the globes with yeah. Nina and yeah. I think she's going to be a force she's proven she's here to stay and I was so so happy even though she didn't walk away with an award to see her shine mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite moments of the whole evening was having Barbara Streisand yes. come out Barbara Streisand did make a political statement without really making a political which statement which I loved and yeah. I love that because she's like it's bad like come on yeah. this is Barbara Streisand we talking about and that she when she when she when she said you know we're both from Brooklyn and Spike Lee jumped up out of his seat that was kind of everything <laughs> that was really kind of funny to have him jump up when he gave when she gave him the shout out about Brooklyn but I thought it was a very entertaining awards show um it, like I um concur with you ladies about it going swimmingly well without a host that was that was kind of cool I would like to see them do this again because yeah, it just went yeah. but I, I we'll really see how the ratings do because that I, always yeah, will yeah the ratings will determine it but I really need for them to tighten it up like it was still three and some change without a host I'm just saying <laughs> three and some what? change without a host just <laughs> okay just Everything. like do this oh, yeah. alright well that for everybody <clears throat> for everybody that has hung in there with yes. us for the watch along. Yes, including the watch along yes. and yes. so the after show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank yes. you for hanging in there with us. And um, we had a great time. I loved so watching fun. this with y'all. Yes. I know I was a lot because I am the last of the film geeks. So you know, thank you for <laughs> enduring and, and and enhancing and and putting up with me. So I appreciate that. But until the next time yeah. we all see each other again, where can we find you, Anna K? I am Anna K. Thomas. You can find me at Anna K. A N N A. K-A-Y, Thomas, on all social handles. And you guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ. Hey everyone, I'm Mina Wahab. I love movies. Follow me on Instagram at Mina Makes Magic or my website MinaWahab.com. And I am your host, Carla Renata. You can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. You can also catch me over at BHL every Sunday live doing The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata. And right after that, right back here at AfterBuzz TV doing the GH Report. So, until next year when Oscars 2020 rolls around, we will see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 